This weekend, the Toronto Raptors begin their first-round playoff tilt against the 76ers. I'm hoping once again we will send Joel Embiid just to the golf green. I don't don't actually know what basketball players do in their their offseason. Shaq, for his part, Shaq Heel O'Neal, thinks we're going to be swept. And perhaps you'd like to place a wager on that because, of course, now you can legally outside the usual government-run betting platforms as of last week. Ontario, the first province in this country to allow that to happen. And after that announcement, after that came into fruition, we've seen just an absolute flurry of announcements, including this yesterday that Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment has struck a multi-year sports betting deal with Points Bet Canada that will see the Australia-based company become the official sports book of the Maple Leafs, the Marlies, the Raptors, the Argos, and Toronto FC. Last week, it was the Toronto Blue Jays, of course, owned by Rogers, who struck a partnership with Score Media in gaming. And that same day, the NHL announced partnerships with FanDuel and BetMGM. The advertising for this is already off the charts. Let's find out how the first week of this new regime is going. And for that, I'm pleased to welcome back to the program, Jeff Sikodny, who is a journalist who reports on sport betting for covers. Welcome back, Jeff. Hey, Alan. Uh, tell me about this. Let's start with this deal with um, this Australian-based company, Points Bet Canada. How big of a deal is that? Uh, it's a pretty big deal that they've now signed this very official partnership with this corporate entity, MLSC, that owns these you know really prominent sports teams in Canada with the Leafs and the Raptors, Argos, Toronto FC. So that really lends them some of that officialdom that that MLC has and, and puts uh, some of that backing behind them. And you know they're not the first ones to sign a deal with MLSC either. You actually had last week uh, FanDuel, which is another big sports book operator, announce a similar arrangement with MLSC uh, that you know you're, you'll probably start seeing some of their signage popping up. Uh, perhaps as early as these playoff games that you mentioned coming up. Okay, so how does this work? Because it's not an exclusive deal if they have deals with more than one uh, betting company. How does that work? Well, it's not uncommon to see teams or leagues sign multiple uh, sponsorship arrangements with these sports uh, book operators. You've seen in the U.S. multiple operators ink these kind of deals. So it's not... It's not strange to see them uh, dabbling with with more than one in that regard. It's if anything, this uh, this recent legalization boom we've had in Canada has really opened the door to more of these sorts of deals being struck, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we heard even more of them in the weeks and months to come. Uh, what, what what are you going to see in terms of a fan just you know taking in the game? Uh, for example, over the course of the weekend, I, I was just absolutely inundated with you know ads about the Masters and did I want to place a bet on golf? Are you sure you want to let this opportunity pass you by? I mean, is that what we're going to see going forward? I, I do think you're going to see a lot of that. This is the land rush for customers to acquire customers by these operators. So. For certain companies, they're trying to introduce themselves to Ontarians to let them know that they're out there now and that you can legally sign up with them and place a bet. So, you know, when it comes to FanDuel, for example, they had in their press release last week uh, a mock up of what you might see, which is when you're watching a Raptors game, boom, there's a, a FanDuel uh, banner that pops up along the sidelines. You now know about FanDuel. So, in that regard, you're, you're probably going to see a lot more of that. I know. I was watching uh, the Blue Jays games over the weekend and you saw the starting lineup brought to you by Bet365, stuff like that. That's probably going to be a pretty common thing 
uh, at least in the early days here of, of sports betting. You've seen in the U.S. that there was a bit of pushback with uh, with the advertising that happened. Uh, some of the companies might have been a bit too aggressive with how they were doing it, and they've started to pull it back a bit. But really, for a lot of these companies, this is their opportunity to get their foot in the door with consumers, and so they're they're fully going to take advantage. So, so are we going to see sort of things like, you know, you, you make a bet on this free throw right here and now, like in-game betting? Can they? Are there restrictions on what they can advertise? There's definitely restrictions around advertising. And these companies, too, they know that they don't want to wear their welcomes too soon. So there have been, you know, in FanDuel's case, and I'm going back to the FanDuel well again here, but they have started off uh, with, with a lot of advertising about responsible gaming, which is ensuring that, you know, people set a budget. They, they don't overextend themselves and, and, and they try to keep it fun, which is probably a, a good way to go about it, that you don't want to try and provoke a lot of pushback this early in the game, so to speak. All right. Tell me about the kind of money that we're talking about here. I mean, if you're a sort of person that has been, you know, likes to make bets on sporting events in the past, in, in many ways, things really haven't changed other than instead of, you know, now placing a bet with a gray market operator, you're actually you know, now placing one that somebody who is actually legally allowed to operate in the province. But give me a sense going forward, the kind of money we're talking about. Well, the Ontario government said back uh, last year when we saw the legalization of single game sports betting, when that process was playing out, that uh, there was about a million dollars being spent every year by Ontarians on online gambling websites. And that approximately 70% of that was being estimated uh, as going towards these gray market sites, as you mentioned, which maybe they're regulated somewhere offshore or outside the province, but not by provincial authorities. So if you look at it that way, that means that you could potentially have you know upwards of a billion dollars of of online gambling money that's up for grabs now with these companies with this uh, new iGaming market. And it is now bringing in some of these gray market operators as well that can now compete for that business uh, with that official licensing, registration, regulation uh, that they can now point to and that Ontarians can feel a little more, bit more comfortable in interacting with them because now there are these uh, more official channels, for example, uh, dealing with you know, complaints uh, to, to try and resolving any difference you might have. And some of that's already come up as we, you know, the, the market did launch last week and there were a few bumps in the road, but now you really have this much easier way of, of corresponding with these companies. And if you feel like you've been wronged, uh, going to a provincial regulator and, and informing them and trying to get some kind of re, you know recourse that way. Uh, I, I am somewhat concerned. I mean, I know there's all this talk about responsible gaming and you know you can set your own limits and all the rest of that, but it, it does seem like that all of that sort of stuff, you can just decide I mean, what your limit is. And, and, and with the kind of constant advertising that we're going to see, uh, to viewers, uh, are, are we not creating a situation where there's just going to be a lot more uh, problem gambling in this province? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the the main the main thing that you would probably hear from operators is that there is probably problem gambling going on right now, or that had been going on uh, in channels that weren't being overseen by the Ontario government that are now being overseen. So you can bring some of that activity into the light, and if there are issues there. It's much easier to try to, you know, wrap your arms around and figure out uh, what you can do about it. And so there will be more of that you're seeing too. You know, uh, I gave Ontario. They're they're looking at this and trying to ensure that they they have a good grasp of what kind of issues you could face there. But you're right. Oh, if you do make uh, this this online gambling more uh, available and, and perhaps more uh, enticing to people, you you might also see an uptick in problem gambling. And that's something that you know everyone has to really 
come into it with your eyes open and just see, you know, recognize that that's something that's going to have to be addressed. And you're probably going to hear more about uh, as the days and weeks of this market, you know, continue. Jeff, I appreciate your time. Please be well. Thank you. That's Jeff Sakani, who's a journalist who uh, writes for covers and uh, reports on sports betting and the new sports betting regime in the province of Ontario.